Hey guys and welcome back to It's Your Life and this is Mind the Podcast with your host Charlotte Emily Price. So today we have a guest on, we have Matilda, also known as a millennial saver on Instagram and TikTok as well? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, more so on Instagram. More so on Instagram. Um, we're going to be talking about budgeting, personal finance, getting all of the tips and tricks from you, which is something that I need myself. <laughs> so I'm hoping this will help out so many people and I'm sure it will because we don't get taught enough about this when we're growing up in school and just in adult life you're just mm. thrown in the deep end and just working out yourself so would you want to give a little intro to you and what you do and- i run a instagram account called a millennial saver um and also on tiktok a bit and i started the account probably just over a year ago mm-hmm. um just sharing like personal finance breaking it down in an easy digestible way mm-hmm. uh and teaching us the stuff that, that we should have been taught at school and just yeah really enjoying it and it's kind of grown so much in the last year and it's just great to to share those tips and tricks and have quite mm-hmm. an audience it's become a bit of a community as well which is nice yeah and it's lovely to see that you're doing something that's helping so many people Mm. especially I mean we're going to talk about it probably a lot in this episode about the cost of living crisis and how that has affected pretty much everyone Mm. in some way shape or form what you're sharing is helping so many people out there and I I love that sort of content it's my favorite type of content where you're not only helping yourself but you're helping others in that process and Mm. I feel like that's a beautiful thing thank you but how, how are you by the way before we like jump into yeah yeah good um, just like rest from work oh yeah um, i really appreciate yeah. you coming oh, straight no, from no, work it's fine. <laughs> like it's like it's fine i think it kind of and i'm sure you find it like trying to juggle like social media and like work and things like mm-hmm. that so yeah no all good how are you yeah not too bad as well I feel like just super busy the past couple of months and i'm just trying to be grateful for it because i had a really slow start to the year so i've gone from like one extreme to the other and i'm like nope i'm grateful because i was sad when i didn't have a lot of busy stuff going on yeah i'm sure it like comes like in waves as well mm-hmm. and then it's just like overwhelming yeah. and then yeah. yeah in the summer but yeah all is well all is well so i wanted you obviously to come on the podcast because mm. you are very knowledgeable in the finance world and uh, i grew up in a working cloud working class working class <laughs> household so i feel like i've grown up like struggling a little bit with money mm. and i guess it has brought out some great characteristics in me like I feel Mm. like I am very good at budgeting money myself and I guess I've learned that from being self-employed and just I guess seeing my family also budget growing up but I feel like I could definitely do with some more tips and tricks and do you personally give out advice like offer a service I don't at the moment like I more share uh, like tips and tricks yeah um I am actually looking I'm going to be like studying a, a financial like accreditation yeah. uh where I will be able to give out financial advice but I put mm-hmm. a disclaimer on a lot yeah, of my yeah. posts so I'm like this is it's not like financial advice but a lot of what I post it's kind of half yeah. breaking down like personal finance mm-hmm. and things that are in the news and mm-hmm. I always you know quote the the news sources and then it's also my own learnings mm-hmm. and sharing like tips and tricks that mm-hmm. I've learned along the way how I've saved on x and mm-hmm. you know I've just um done you know I've got my um car insurance coming up yeah. and what I've done to bring down the costs yeah so, so sort of bringing your lived experiences mm-hmm. and how you're saving and how that could potentially help other people out there yeah as well so from your viewpoint Mm. what is the cost of living crisis because I think a lot of people actually just hear this phrase on the news in the paper 
on social media bouncing around and I feel like not many people actually know mm. what the cause of this is yeah you know so I mean? the, the cost of living crisis refers to a scenario um, where everyday goods um, everyday essentials like uh, food and energy is increasing at a faster rate than the average household income um, and then with it becomes uh, sorry with it comes inflation mm-hmm. um, and inflation is a year-by-year percentage measurement of those everyday essentials and how much they have gone up by so I'm sure many of us have got the BBC news like breaking news inflation has increased by x percent so uh, in March inflation was at 10.1 percent which means that the the everyday essentials that price has increased by 10.1 percent as it was last March mm-hmm. um, and with the cost of living there there's several factors that have impacted this it's not just one thing pushing up those prices mm-hmm. so you've got things like the Ukraine conflict um, we obviously went through the pandemic mm-hmm. and there was a lot of support given by the government mm-hmm. that has now stopped um, you've also got a disruption of supply chain from Brexit um, but also from Covid as well mm-hmm. so it's it, it's lots of several things pushing these prices up there's mm-hmm. not just kind of one one pinpoint to that yeah I, it's interesting to hear like you say that so eloquently because I feel like I sort of know what the cost of living crisis is, mm. but even when you explained it then, I was like, oh, I would never have like thought of putting all those things together and that's what it is, Like, which sounds so stupid, but I'm going to be honest because I feel like a lot of people listening will also feel the same as me. Like, yeah. They'll be like, oh, I didn't know what that was either and feel a bit almost embarrassed because I don't know financial terms in that mm. way and like I, I like that you break it down without the shame as well on your page. Yeah, and, it, and it's funny that you mentioned the word embarrassment because mm-hmm. I feel like that comes with things like this and, and personal finances mm-hmm there's this almost a lot of people feel uncomfortable that Mm -hmm. they can't ask those questions because they feel like oh people talk about it so everyone must know about it but Mm -hmm. it's good to you know we shouldn't Mm -hmm. just accept and Mm -hmm. I think the energy crisis is is one as well yeah I'm really shocked to be honest at the lack of conversation around finance like Mm. um I think I shared in the plan with you that I can't believe like I'm so open talking about sex online Mm. other like more private personal things that a lot of other people won't share like obviously that's a bit extreme like me talking about sex and pleasure online Mm. but I won't talk about finance like I think that's so bizarre like because it's not really seen as a physically private thing but I think so many people are so discreet when it comes to it and it makes it harder Mm. to have these conversations or know what the fuck's going on with your own bank account or like what's a good thing to do what's a bad thing to do like yeah you know no yeah completely agree there was a report i read uh, a couple of weeks ago where it was like a, it was a poll and more people were comfortable sharing their body count than their personal finances yeah. like it's just mad but it's and, and, I, and i don't know whether it's i think it's that we weren't given that mm. education at school mm. i think there's probably a, a generational thing and i don't mm-hmm. know if you had it with your parents but i think growing up it was quite rude to talk about personal finances yeah. in a way mm. and I, I still sometimes and I shouldn't but there's still this in me where you shouldn't be so open with like friends of personal finance yeah. but like it's not it's not a taboo subject yeah. like we should be talking about it mm-hmm. like we should be sharing like our own experiences and I can see also why people are private about mm. it as well absolutely like I'm not saying we should all start talking about our income and everything because yeah. I do think money can actually bring a lot of evil into this world in yeah. some senses so I can't yeah showing off yeah exactly you yeah. feel like you're showing off you're talking about it but then you also want to speak things through and be mm. a, open that comfortable conversation with like close 
family members or yeah. partners and things like I'm so open with my boyfriend about my earnings because I literally don't like we share everything but mm. like, there's not really probably a healthy balance at all like we share every single intimate detail so I don't care I also share finance stuff with my friends because mm. I work in social media self-employed I like no one knows what to charge because it's all still a new industry in a way so it's like the only way we're going to be able to price ourselves without undercutting ourselves but also being reasonable to the brand as well is by talking and discussing mm. this stuff with each other otherwise we're we're doomed <laughs> yeah and it's working together isn't yeah. it on that yeah so I do feel I do see that there needs to be conversation but maybe with people around you mm. and I, I don't mean like broadcasting it on the podcast I'm not going to tell everyone how much I earn monthly I mean I don't know myself but like I don't that, yeah like you said there is a boundary there's a cut off point where you're like I, can't, I don't want to brag or I don't mm. want to seem like I'm bragging even though I'm just trying to discuss stuff Mm. Mm. so what was the reason was there like a a point where you were like I'm creating this account to help people because of this reason or was it just more of like oh I should probably start sharing this was I don't know if there was like a pinnacle moment like um so I've always been interested in saving from a young Mm -hmm. age um like even at at age 14 Mm -hmm. I was a pot washer very nice uh earning four pound an hour like Mm -hmm. thought I was absolutely minted and like from then it's I've always saved but obviously at university like less Mm -hmm. saving and when I finished university I noticed friends would be coming to me and asking for advice like what's the difference in a lifetime ice when I helped buy like what like what are the pros and cons and I loved you know helping them out and kind of sharing and it kind of came about through there but also um in Covid I did uh, a side business and had a social media account with that and it was promoting a new product, but it was working with friends on it. I was like, I really want something that I can own. Mm -hmm. And I I was like, what am I most passionate about? And it is personal finance. And I, I don't know if you know the Instagram account, Simple Politics. Mm-hmm. so I love how they break politics down yeah. in that digestible format and that's something that I wanted to do with finance yeah. because online like you can come across stuff and it just it feels so overwhelming yeah. and there's you just need to mm-hmm. like understand it in an easy way like it just sometimes finance can seem way harder than it is mm-hmm. yeah I feel like it's good to take inspiration on like how you've just said the the politics thing like finding your almost your niche mm. and using that and tailoring it in your way and like you've just built this like amazing platform where you share all this great advice and I just feel like it's so cool like you definitely need to check out Matilda's page because I was just like <laughs> reading through I was like wow this is amazing I'm gonna learn so much and I I feel like yeah it's less daunting than seeing a massive article like mm. a scientific article with all these stats and crazy statistics and all these words thrown around that you see a lot but you're like I don't fucking know what that means Mm. that's too intense and overwhelming and then coming to your page and being like oh this has broken down what inflation means or you Mm. know yeah definitely and uh, there's it's quite an engaged Mm -hmm. page where a lot of people ask questions and uh, even you know if I post something like people add their opinions or they add extra to it and you can see people responding and reacting Mm -hmm. and it's yeah I think something like that I'm asking those questions as well like that there's a space where people feel comfortable to ask them yeah yeah that's that's what's amazing that you've created a safe space where people can come out of their comfort zone and start talking about finance publicly Mm. I mean you probably get dms as well of course for people who don't feel as comfortable and still hold that shame I know you mentioned as well that you have faced like struggles with 
gender discrimination sort of mm-hmm. thing when it comes to talking about like budgeting finance savings would you be able to share like any of your experiences with that because i feel like as women we're very much just kind of pushed aside a bit when yeah. it comes it's it's a very male dominated industry yeah yeah i like you'll probably have seen on my page like it's it's very much tailored to women um i think 97 percent or 96 percent of my audience are female and it it is because like growing up there have been a lot of moments where i feel i was disregarded in conversations because i was a woman yeah um and even like even on social media and i think we've we've been programmed to think that finance is very like male dominated mm-hmm. like yeah. uh, even memes you know like banker starter packs where yeah. you've got your deal vest and you've got your rolex yeah, yeah, they yeah. are all male items mm-hmm. or considered male items mm-hmm. and you've got like investment and you know when you think about them you think about males mm-hmm. and there's there's been conversations where we've been talking about personal finance or investing and I will always, like, if, if it was in a, a room and it was men, the men would be asked and, like, no one would ask for my opinion. Um, there was even a, like, the other day I was on the train and I, I, I read, like, quite a lot on finance and there was, I put my book down and I was just checking my phone. And the guy was like, oh, is that your boyfriend's? And I was like, no, that's that's mine. Oh, <laughs> like, I'm fuck, reading it. Man. And it's just things like that where it's, it's little things and... I, that's why I really wanted to create that space yeah. more aimed at mm-hmm. women yeah. um, because it just feels so overlooked. Yeah. The book thing's almost more jarring in a way, you know, when it's like small things that they don't think is being anti-feminist yeah. almost. And it's like, you're actually being quite discriminatory here like yeah. and you're not real realizing but I, I guess that's better than being like fully the other way where they just think women don't have a space in the finance world but then I think that's stupid and I think they're dumb they're yeah like, yeah that way. <laughs> um, even like investing like, I started investing at 24 and if I say that I invest now like I've had a I've, I've had some like a guy say oh you invest they're like oh that's quite impressive I was like, what, why is that impressive? But, you know, it's like, you're just, yeah. yeah and they're probably thinking they're being harmless, really. Like, they're not mm. intentionally being like, you invest. But it's like, yeah, of course I can invest. I'm like, anyone can invest. It's yeah. like, why do you think it can only be men that do that? Mm. But I, I guess the reason as well why there is more of that barrier is because of them. obviously, it's like a massive domino effect that all of these big finance institutions are male dominated Mm. which makes women more scared to go into those spaces so then everyone just thinks oh only men know about these topics and it's actually like no that women also know about this stuff too but they Mm. just feel too scared to speak about it or even just educate themselves in that space because it's so intimidating in a room full of men who Mm. undermine women Mm. makes me so angry (laughs) (laughs) Like you said, your account is super accessible, it's easy easy to understand and digestible. Is there anything you do specifically to spark inspiration or is it just like your daily, obviously you put your daily stuff on there or is there anything else that like inspires you to post? Um, It's probably like, it's such a mix really. Mm. Um, So it might be that I read like an article Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, this is so interesting. Like I'm gonna do a post about it. Um, and then I listen to podcasts so like I was going on like a nice little daily walk Mm -hmm. and we'll listen to podcasts that like uh, further education Mm -hmm. um, or there'll be other like Instagram accounts that I'll see and I'll be like oh that's such an interesting topic Mm -hmm. but it will I I think a majority as well will just come from personal experience and I mentioned earlier like my car insurance is coming up so it's like great I'll do a post about saving that money or 
something just came up unexpected but I've got sinking funds for that which is like Mm -hmm. a a fund that you can account for other expenses in the future but even like doing a post like that I was like Mm -hmm. great I'll do a post Mm -hmm. about that and my experiences and also doing like quite honest you know it's not always I'm you know saving x amount this is great like there are also times it's like oh I didn't think about this and this is what it led to mm-hmm. um, and just having quite like an honest conversation about it mm-hmm. yeah I like that I think that's almost the best way when it's like you don't seek what you specifically what you need to post mm. it's more like oh this has come to mind or I'm thinking about this or I'm listening to this and it's brought up a creative idea from that podcast for example I think that's the best way to get your inspiration mm. I feel like it's more it comes across more organic and authentic when it sparked from like a, a general idea rather than like trying to force something yeah and I think a lot of people can like mm-hmm. take away from that as well yeah. if something is coming up or oh you know I didn't think about doing this I'll try it this way yeah so I'm guessing your pro we should be teaching kids in school yes about at least budgeting a little bit more even just some of the less intense in quotation marks things <laughs> um about finance you know like budgeting or s- saving tips like mm. something that would actually help kids understand some of these terms more or even be able to start saving from a younger age yeah yeah completely like there's there's two things that absolutely blow my mind mm-hmm. the first thing is we leave school and we we go into further education or Mm -hmm. we go straight into a job but at some point we go into a job Mm -hmm. and we get this salaried amount but we haven't been taught what to do with it Mm -hmm. like we don't understand the the basics of personal finance we don't know how to budget we don't know how to manage our money Mm -hmm. effectively we don't know the importance of a pension or what index funds are and there's so much that I feel like we should have been Mm -hmm. taught at school and the second thing, and I, I was talking about this actually last night, is student finance. The other thing that blows my mind about student loans is that we weren't taught really the true implications of making that decision at 18 years old when we made that choice to go to the, to, to do a student loan, to take a student loan. Um, and I feel we were probably on plan two. And with plan two, we were paying you know, 9,000 9, or 9,000 and something. And we repay that and we, you know, after 30 years, you know, that's wiped. We don't Mm -hmm. have to pay it. And if you're earning under 25,000, you don't need to pay it back yet. They've now just released a plan five, which is like, it looks pretty bad. Um, And that's for all new university students Mm -hmm. in September. They now have to pay back, sorry, they now have to pay back at 25,000, we had to pay back at 27,000. But also they have to pay back over 40 years, so it only gets wiped after 40 years. So they're essentially paying for another 10 years. Mm -hmm. So for their whole working life, they will be paying back that student loan. Mm -hmm. And another thing is we weren't taught that it was a floating rate loan, which means the interest rates can change whenever. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I think it's something that, like riles me up a bit of making that decision at at that age there just should have been more about that decision and why and you know other available options I feel like there are now around Mm -hmm. apprenticeships but I know when I was making the decision for university it wasn't anything to do with finance mine like I wasn't really thinking about like how much that would affect me in the long run like exactly like you said being a kid you're not thinking about oh in 40 years time I'm still going to be paying this money back like yeah. it's deceiving is the word that I was going to use I feel like yeah. it's very deceiving because no one ma- like tells you exactly how it is mm. 
even teachers at school like I don't really get why they weren't telling us either yeah and, and I don't know if there's something there of schools of how it looks and how they report it yeah. it's like you know 90% of our students like went mm. off to university but mm. it needs to be more focused on if you yeah if you choose like higher education or apprenticeships internships um but yeah I definitely wasn't mm-hmm. taught about the implications no yeah I think that would definitely be a good place to start if mm. if they're gonna cover finance in schools at mm-hmm. all or if they are maybe a little bit more now I don't know but mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything about it um it, at least student fi- finance because mm-hmm. that is something that they're promoting you to go to uni they want you to go to uni like you said they're so focused on these stats 90% of our kids go to this uni da, da, da. Mm-hmm. so why aren't you teaching me about what is going to happen to me after I leave and I'm having yeah. to pay this back when I earn a certain amount of money mm. I mean I'm still learning about it now because I I have I file a like a tax return like on a self-employed basis I, I've had to learn that from scratch mm. luckily my dad's been a sole trader for most of his life so I've got mm. like tips from him but if I didn't have him I would literally be just trying to learn online or something or trying yeah. to get in touch with a financial advisor I don't really know what to do in in that sense too I've got a lot of friends that have a family accountants and I'm like I don't know what that is like, I don't know what that means like I've never been able to have an account like my family don't have an account I don't know what, you, I don't know what you're talking about yeah. you know so sometimes I'm like oh my god am I like really behind everyone else but I just feel like it's not my fault <laughs> but it's interesting that you say that because and you mentioned it before around your your family were from a working class background mm-hmm. but they were very good at budgeting and that your dad's helped you like understand about you know re- repaying back student loan but it's because you've had your family there, you've mm-hmm. you've been able to learn through them. Mm-hmm. And growing up, that's such an important, you know, your your political views, your financial views, a lot of that is impacted by, you know, how your mum mm-hmm. or dad or both, um, you know, are have a relationship with money. And because we weren't taught personal finance at school, we are reliant on the behaviours that our parents have. Mm-hmm. And a lot of how we probably see money is because of our behaviours. So it might be if, you know, a mum or a dad or both had were in debt growing up, it, you might see debt as normal or you might see the impact that it's had on your parents yeah. and actually you hate it. But it's because of how you've been brought up. Yeah, that's so interesting. Like, exactly how you said, you could go down that route where your fa- your family have been in debt and you're like, you, you're like, oh, that's fine. Like, I can just be in a bit of debt. Like, my family seemed to get by. We got by. But you don't know probably the deeper situation about Mm. it and then you've got the other people that are scared shitless of being in debt because Mm. of their family situation and they do the opposite and work as hard as they fucking can or obviously that's not always the case like just working as hard as you can to get more money but trying everything in their power I guess Mm. to stop that from happening where they are in debt right so I'm gonna go and have a look at some of the polls that I popped up the first one being what do you wish you were taught about personal finance in school Mm -hmm. um and we've got pensions how to create an additional income stream investing and how to manage your money Mm -hmm. what do you think will be the top answer i think how to manage your money Mm -hmm. 80 percent said that's crazy isn't it yeah Yeah. that is that's mad but it is it is you know you get you you get this income after school and Mm -hmm. you don't know how to manage it that's so interesting and the fact that investing and pensions are 10 percent each as well with nothing on the additional income stream i think that just proves that we don't know anything like yeah (laughs) i mean it's like the basics how to manage my fucking money yeah the pension the pensions which we should know more information about and investing is more obviously Mm. before you start adding that additional income stream it's like learning a bit more of the basics of 
Yeah, and it's interesting because although it's 10% investing in pension, is that because the you don't know enough about it that you want you want to know more about how to manage your money mm-hmm. because you see that as the important part. Yeah. And cuz cuz like pensions are you know they they they're so important and they need that you know they to build that pension up and have that security same with investing you know how to save if you've built up savings you do you put it in a highest interest savings account or invest but it's yeah it's interesting that that the how to manage your money effectively mm-hmm. is the 80 percent yeah and it shows the importance it really really does have you got any top tips to manage your money like and i mean that's a very broad topic for me to just ask and put you on the spot is there mm. anything maybe that springs to mind that could help someone out yeah so i'd say like the first thing with managing your money is understanding your money mm-hmm. and how it works where it goes um and i would i'll talk about a couple of budgeting methods but mm. when you know when you get your income so let's base it on you've got your monthly income there are a couple of different budgeting methods that you can use to see where you want to kind of put your money. So the, the most common budgeting method is called 50-30-20. Mm-hmm. Um, so 50% goes towards your needs. So what must you absolutely spend on that monthly income? That might be rent, mortgage repayments, groceries. 30% on your wants. So what do you want to do that month? You know, do you want to go out for dinner? Do you want to go traveling? And then 20% on your savings. Mm-hmm. And that might be on an emergency fund, on, you know, savings, on investments. And I always feel like this is a really good template to go mm-hmm. after, to just see like where you're putting your money. Is it going in those kind of sections? And if it's not, is there anything that you can do to decrease it? So it might be that you're like, spending 60% of my wants you know I'm spending 60% 60 a lot on like going out but I really want to save so how do I reduce that Mm -hmm. to increase that amount Um, and then the second one is zero base budgeting Mm -hmm. which same again will base it on you you get your monthly income and then you uh, take away all your expenses for that month and then what you are left with goes into savings and then you have zero um, which Again, with your expenses, it helps you understand exactly where your money le- money went, sorry, and then you've got the rest in savings, but you might look at your expenses and think, you know what, I spend a lot here and I spend a lot here, and if I was to reduce this and this, I could put this into savings. Mm-hmm. So I think they're, they're two uh, common budgeting methods mm-hmm. that I'd recommend. So first, understand where your money, set goals for yourself, mm-hmm. you know, what do you want to do, how do you want to get there? Um, with payday kind of have a bit of a routine where I get paid I check my pay slip check I've been paid correctly I've got um, automated expenses so my my rent subscriptions energy that all goes out on the same day and then what I'm left with I also give myself a monthly allowance Mm -hmm. that monthly allowance goes into a monzo pot I find monzo monzo pot sorry monzo account find monzo is really good where you're in the green you're on track if you're in the amber you're like you're not on track if you're in red you're gonna run out of money but it's a really good like gives you that baseline um and then i put you know x amount into savings yeah i was gonna say especially if you're like a visual person that gets a bit overwhelmed by numbers Mm. in whatever form like i think some people aren't very great with numbers or try to shy away from them and that could cause like financial issues but even that color code system i think Mm. is so helpful and i love monzo for so many reasons so as soon as you said that i was like yeah that's a great a great thing i think not many people actually know about 
accounts like Monzo as well mm. and how great they are. Yeah, I love yeah, it for going good. abroad as well. And I, and I think <laughs> also like the think about your money as well in the the present. Mm-hmm. You know how you can manage it, but mm. also in the future. Uh, and two things to think about, and especially in the in the climate that we're in at the moment. And I know there's been a lot of layoffs recently. Mm-hmm. You know, sales are down for some companies. Is one your emergency fund, um, which you know if you were to lose your job tomorrow have you got an emergency fund have you got you know three months worth of salary to help you when you need to look for another job so I'd I'd think about if you don't have that already building that emergency fund to give you that cushion and that comfortability so that if the worst case scenario was to happen like you've got that there and the other thing is sinking funds and I, I I talk about sinking funds so much but Again, I do it in Monzo in pots, but there's a feature in Monzo, and th- I think there's a feature in Chase and Plum for this as well. So if, if anyone's with any of those accounts, but you have pots and you can put a pot of money into it. So a couple of sinking funds I have is um, like hair, if I want to get my hair done, uh, travel, a fun fund, uh, MOT. And what you're doing there is it's, it's, it's a strategic way of saving for a future expense. I even have a Christmas pot mm-hmm. and I will put a certain amount in each month. So, for example, my MOT is the worst time of the year. It's on like the 28th of um, December and Christmas, yeah. <laughs> socialising, like I've done everything. Don't have much money, but you're not taking it out that month because I've already put that amount away over a year period. Yeah. So I don't feel it in that budget. And I'd say like that, that really helps if you are trying to budget mm-hmm if an expense comes up you've already got that in a sinking fund yeah i didn't know about that that's so interesting i mean i've i've used monzo like to save up for holidays you know like the when it rounds it up yes oh, i'm so sorry if i sound feature. so dumb to you like with money stuff no, but no. um i feel like it's important because i clearly don't know enough um but yeah i love the feature where you say you buy something if no one knows like five pounds 60 mm. or like round it up to six pounds and you add 40p into your little I love just going on that pot and I'm like oh whoa I didn't realise yeah like, it, it really racks up as well so and I like Monzo as well because it, sh- it shows you what you're like your expense like you're spending your money on yeah because like, it you can have obviously general and stuff but like it have, has specific ones like eating out yeah like car stuff like mm-hmm. all of these little symbols again great if you have like a picture memory mm-hmm. or prefer colours and photos in comparison to numbers like obviously you, you can't avoid the numbers when it comes to finance mm-hmm. but if there's fun ways to try and future think yeah yeah i can't i can't i can't function sentences hopefully people listening will just know what i'm talking about <laughs> that was the first question we were talking about right and yes. then the other one that i popped up was what are you most concerned about with the cost of living mm. um and we've got food energy prices job security and other i've just mm. left other open and i think i had a couple of dms what do you think the split is for this i think food and energy a top and mm. then job security mm. weirdly there's not zero percent for job security maybe people jump to conclusions because sometimes i think if i put food at the top or something they'll be like that's what i'm worried about right now and tap it and then yeah. didn't read the rest of the questions because sometimes i do that so i'm mm. thinking maybe other people do that too so food is 43 percent, and mm. energy prices is 57 and then i have a few dms but maybe they just didn't click the other option mm. um and it's all to all about tax Oh no, that was to do with the other question, I think. Um, but yeah, that's really interesting to see energy prices are the top answer. Yeah, people's concerns. I think it's been in the it's it's like you mentioned mm. the cost of living. It's been in the news a lot recently, 
people talking about it but it's like what's the what's the impact and it, mm-hmm. you know people are worried um yeah I mean I I live alone so I you know it's just me paying my energy bill and I've, I've been quite conscious with it mm-hmm. um and I think if you are worried about your energy bill uh you know I know that the you know the government that the money that we were receiving has drawn to an end um what I will say is that um energy prices are going down um, with, with the way that energy prices are worked out, it's kind of a three-month lag. So we will start to see them coming down. Um, but if you are a bit concerned about energy, there are a few tips that kind of I've learned to, mm-hmm. to build down, sorry, to bring down my prices. So um, the first thing, and people are going to laugh at me for this, and my family always dig me out about it. And I did an article in the newspaper and it was mentioned, and yeah, they just keep bringing it up. But... I I go to the gym and I go swimming and um, it's like five minute walk for me and like for swimming I always have a shower after and wash my hair like there but I still do it to the gym so a lot of my showers are at the gym yeah. and like my family were like yeah 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 you always you know that's how you save going to the gym I was like you, I've actually saved so much just even showering at the gym mm-hmm. and I um I got a smart meter installed so you can see like what's causing the most and when I was having a shower it was like going up by a pound so I was like well if I can have a shower at the gym then I'll just do that like it's five minutes down the road absolutely no laughs about it that, no. that's such a clever idea and also like if you're doing washing like mm-hmm. make sure you're you know putting the full amount in if you can like turn you know what like two loads into one load also there are for certain people it might be energy is um like a lower price in certain periods i would check that out with your energy provider Mm -hmm. but maybe use it at that i would also there's energy saving sessions Mm -hmm. um which i know octopus do and i think some other companies do it but you can also like take part in them and get money back um and you know like using an oven if you've got an air fryer or you've got a slow cooker they're more energy efficient um led lights they're more energy efficient mm-hmm. so things that you know can be a bit more efficient um and they say you know like you know i forgot what the saying was but it's like heat yourself not the home or heat the anyway mm-hmm. i forgot what it was but especially in the winter i was like putting my um udi on like making sure I was really as warm as I can be and if I was then I'd obviously put the heating on like I'm not gonna freeze myself um but it's little things that will make a a difference and all those little things will build up and especially with the rates that they were around the winter period yeah definitely if you've got cozies like fluffy things like I'm absolutely putting them on instead of turning the heating on do you Mm. know what I mean like why not but then like you said you can't freeze yourself (laughs) as well at the same time I I was literally going to ask you as well are there any standout tips or bargains you found with the current cost of living price and I mean you've just named like a ton of ways I guess that are cost efficient Mm. is there anything else specifically I know you do your um Aldi price matches and well not just Aldi but loads of other brands that I've seen recently you've done a lot of like Aldi ones yeah yeah I do like a lot of yeah dupes um and Aldi's just amazing for dupes Mm. I'm so glad there's not one close I always go to Lidl but um yeah I wish there was an Aldi close to me (laughs) some of the stuff though like I go in there and I see the dupes and I like I'm always like face palm and I'm like Aldi how can you get away with this because it's like so similar to the actual thing but I I know food was mentioned quite high up so a few tips on food is um the first one is 
shop non-branded if like if you can mm-hmm. obviously sometimes people are like Nutella is life I can't yeah. talk that well like ketchup I always yeah. find like Heinz Heinz ketchup just, it's yeah. just like the best I'm like reason. <laughs> but then everything else like I literally couldn't give a shit like as long as yeah. it doesn't actually taste of nothing like yeah you know I guess that is a privilege to say to be honest but like if I can then I will just go non-branded yeah yeah <laughs> and like Aldi and Lidl are the the cheapest supermarkets mm-hmm. um which the the provider like they've done report after report especially of these mm-hmm. last couple of months um which uh, sorry Aldi and Lidl are always the cheapest supermarket mm-hmm. available um the other thing is be loyal but to everyone mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is that if, if there's any loyalty cards do it so like Tesco you've got your club card like take advantage of that coffee if you're going to like Starbucks or like Pratt the loyalty cards like take advantage because even if you're not having like a coffee all the time when you go in there you never know when you could get a free coffee mm-hmm. um I would also there are two apps called uh, shop I can never say it shop Miam, which is shop m-i-u-m mm-hmm. and green gin which is green and then gin is j-i-n-n and they're two apps that they do like supermarket offers mm-hmm. where it, if you go in mm-hmm. and they've got an offer you buy it you get a receipt and you'll get your money back and there's some stuff on there and they they've done like oil and butter you know things that have not actually yeah. gone up in price and they've done it cheaply i will say with those don't just do it because it's a deal do it if you are actually going to buy that item mm-hmm. um and then the other thing is uh cashback and i i talk about this a lot but there is so there's cashback sites and apps out there that will save you money on your spending so Mm -hmm. you're going to get money back on what you're already spending and the way that cashback sites work is you um you will link your bank cards um and it's very secure it's, it's all approved and they will share a certain amount of data and i would check the terms and conditions when you do sign up to cashback sites but you then get a percentage back on your shop so um three standouts for me that I use a lot is top cashback mm-hmm. airtime rewards and cheddar so for example with like cheddar is it's like an app um you link your bank cards and the only information that they share is like if I went to Tesco to say like a cheddar user shopped at Tesco and I would get one percent back of my Tesco shop in there and then I just redeem it and it goes into my bank account mm-hmm. but they've got providers on there like Tesco Sainsbury's TFL so you know tube journey is always getting cash back uh train line like i use the train a lot and they're my top ones but like you're you're getting your money back anyway Mm -hmm. um and i'd say there's really especially with those three that i can vouch for because i've used myself is if you're spending that money like why not get that back and although it's only like one two percent and sometimes it can be a lot higher but you are like you're getting that money back um I would just say if you are looking at cashback sites there are some cashback sites that you might be buying something and then it pops up it's like you could you could save 16 pounds like sign up to this and you have to pay for like a subscription don't like you will do not pay for cashback like they should all be free so i just say do your research but but those are the three i can yeah, vouch tried for. and tested mm. um i know this is kind of i mean from what you've said there you are talking more for like the food stuff the more necessities in life mm. but i know what are they called like browser additions what yes. they, what's the word I can't um extensions ex- browser yes. extensions yeah. it literally was in my head a second ago it went straight back out um i have pouch and honey that i've used oh, and they're amazing yeah. and like my mum didn't know about them and i was like oh i thought they were quite more commonly known about than maybe yeah 
maybe I thought. So if anyone doesn't know about Pouch and Honey, you can just download them for free. They're again safe, and you can just pop yeah. them on your browser, Google Chrome, Safari, whatever. And, and Top Cashback is a browser extension as well. Right. What I actually do, and I, I'm a bit sneaky, is I use Honey to get the promo code because you know it finds yeah, like yeah. the best promo code. But I find Top Cashback offer a higher percentage, so I right. did get the code, and then I go on Top Cashback to get the higher percentage back but also use the code that honey's found smashing it it's just a bit but yeah, honey fun. yeah i love honey yeah uh, i feel like that would be the perfect sponsor like hi <laughs> sponsored by honey but no that is, they are amazing and i feel like i found discovered them through like youtube ads or something years mm. ago and i was like wow this is amazing i thought it was dodgy at first and then it basically gives you and finds the best promo code that's functioning yeah i mean free money like you naturally just get alarm bells don't you yeah <laughs> Yeah, but it's yeah it's amazing and it saved me so much money over the years on more um wants you know like maybe clothing or makeup or just other things in life that Mm. aren't obviously necessities but i guess they probably could save on some necessity websites maybe like boots superdrug maybe like yeah so hygiene things i think boots boots is on airtime rewards so you can save Mm -hmm. that um top cashback are they have a lot they Mm -hmm. have probably the the widest range um and then cheddar i partic- i prefer because there's tesco and sainsbury's on there although i shop at audi tesco is like just a five minute walk so naturally you know if i just run out of something yeah i go there and you can just get cash back on that so amazing. you could get money back on your shopping yeah. amazing thank you so much for sharing all those tips like <laughs> so it's so amazing to me that it just comes off but it's because you're obviously an expert at like, <laughs> you know you've like tried and tested all these things and you've got all this knowledge and it just comes out and i'm like oh god how how do you how do you remember it all <laughs> it's like with anything isn't it like you just remembered what is one piece of advice then you would give say to your younger self that didn't know much about finance i don't know what age that could be maybe mm. before you started getting really into it i know you said you have always been into it to some extent yeah since you were 14 did you say like when you had your savings and things but is there anything you would be like you need to do this sooner than you have done oh this is a really good question. Sorry. There's like a few <laughs> things coming up. I'm going to do one that's a bit broader, but it's don't like buy stuff to impress people that you don't really like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like now, as I've grown older, I've got more comfortable with myself mm-hmm. and like I've got more confident. Yeah. But, you know, a few years ago, and, and especially like when I was younger, mm-hmm. I wasn't that confident and be- in order because I wasn't confident I felt like I had to fill a gap to like look and seem cooler and better Mm -hmm. and because of that I like spent a lot on stuff to try and impress people that I I didn't like looking back like they weren't actually nice people and I don't know why I was trying to impress them Mm -hmm. and I think as well it's hard now because a lot of social media and Instagram Mm -hmm. is there are created feeds and Mm -hmm. There are Instagram accounts that are very, like, refreshing and honest, like your account. But there are accounts that have, you know, lots of, like, filters and have definitely chosen. And they're only choosing to be one version of themselves, which is, like, their best self. Mm -hmm. And they won't let you see anything other than that. And, you know, they kind of buy you into this lifestyle of this is amazing and this is what I have. And, you know, showing, like, the latest things. And it's just, like... Uh, yeah I think that's probably the biggest piece of advice I think I spent a lot of money looking back on that and trying to impress people yeah true when you were just saying that I feel like it's almost 
innate behavior at school in a way where it's like you're trying to fit in like I was begging mm. my parents to like buy me super dry coat when that was like a massive yes. thing in like I don't Jack know Wills yeah as well. yeah, yeah like yeah. I, I, I'm so horrible like why was I forcing my parents to pay for like something that I'd, pro- I'd probably go off in like a couple months time like because everyone's moved on to something new yeah just because you were trying to impress your peers and I was thinking oh it, that only happened at school but you're so right like because of Instagram I think you feel like I I always buy like cheaper bags still like good quality bags yeah but I would never pay for a designer thing because it's just not me like I don't mm. find value in that I don't know if that's because of how I was brought up or if it's mm. just like a personal preference like I don't really care care for it but like in other ways I've spent money like like you said to try and impress people because they've got like a certain lifestyle mm. and you think you're gonna enjoy life more if you have these possessions and it's literally just nothing to do with these physical objects yeah and yeah it's all about inner confidence like exactly how you said yeah exactly i think there's like a lot of it stems from insecurity and i know that's how i felt Mm -hmm. and i was trying to portray myself as something that i wasn't and as soon as you are comfortable and confident in yourself like they it does go away and Mm -hmm. you're just like well I don't like I don't care what that person thinks it's so weird that that stops because I'm still I would say pretty insecure in a lot of ways Mm. but I also I but I really couldn't care what other people think of me and what I dress and look like as much obviously Mm. there's still something in me you know like going out like if I was to go to an evening event and Mm. I would feel the need to put makeup on and dress nicely because I would be like oh everyone's gonna think I'm gross there Mm. is a tiny bit of judgment that I still think about Mm. but for the most part I'm not like buying designer bags or like wearing loads of certain jewellery or you know that sort of typical stereotypical thing yeah. to try and impress others yeah and I almost like I sometimes feel like it can just look a bit cheap like I I mean I I think it's preference as well but I love like you know when someone's got a real real like original style mm. and you're like yeah yeah you own that yeah i love it it's all celebrated now but you got mocked if you were different at school yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so before we go thank you so much by the way for sharing all of those amazing tips um i've got a question from my previous guest who i had earlier and she was actually like a really spiritual person it's something that someone that i have never spoken to on that level before because i'm Mm. not really a spiritual person so it was really interesting to hear their like take on i guess life and how they live Mm. um and their question was have you ever like even as as like a kid were you did you ever used to think you were like psychic or have like psychic tendencies or pretend you were like a witch or a wizard or anything like that yeah 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 i was saying i used to make potions and stuff in my oh garden my God, i did <laughs> yeah. i think it was my harry potter obsession that made me do that well i got like um at christmas i got like a potion book mm. and like it was like mud and stuff it was Why when i, I was very and i was like there like mixing it and also um i when i was younger i struggled with hearing mm-hmm. and i used to have a hearing aid actually and like i've grown like my hearing has got better over age but sometimes I used to get like pinging in my ear mm-hmm. and I used to and I, it was when I used to watch um Superman when he was you know like the what was it Smallville and I used to think that when <laughs> I got pinging in my ear it meant that there had been like a disaster and they needed me oh I love that That's so <laughs> I was like yeah someone needs me but I was like but I haven't like found my superpower yet <laughs> and I used to did you, did you watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer yes like I just loved oh, her as well yeah. she is an icon yeah and like my friend over the road we'd have we'd go into the little Wendy house is it Wendy house yeah, yeah. a little like house at the back of her garden and we'd be like sat in there like making potions and stuff in yeah. her little hut oh kids are so cute I, know. I wish we could do that now we'd be literally seen as crazy it's, like, it's the imagination as well I've <laughs> got is. um 
my niece is like four and she's just like some of the stuff she comes out with it's like wild yeah she's like so I'm going to clean into the garden and make a potion for the fairies because they're at the bottom and it's all this and I'm like I'm like, where does this come from? It's so cool. <laughs> Would you be able to set a question for the next guest? It can literally be related yeah. to the episode or completely irrelevant. What's one mistake that you've made in life, but it's turned out to be like your biggest learning? Yeah. So it's something that's, yeah, has happened and you haven't forgotten it and you've really like, something Amazing. has changed because of it. Yeah, but, love that. That's a great question. Because I but feel like a lot really of your mistakes define yeah, like how I'm, you because that's how you learn learn. yeah Yeah. that is how you learn like you can't you can't learn if you don't make a mistake so it'll be really interesting to see where that lies in their life is it a personal issue is Mm. it to do with work like it would just be really intriguing so yeah great question obviously i will leave all of matilda's platforms in the podcast description so you can go check out her amazing posts is there anything else you want to shout out at all uh no no i think that's everything just, just thank you for having me on Charlotte. yeah no, thank you for your time and yeah go check out our social medias and i will see you next week for a brand new episode goodbye